Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the podcast that if it was a Christmas gift, it would be six-month-old fruitcake. Robbie Koblenz, yeah. guys of a certain age, sitting behind the mic in studio alongside... Art Shirley. And Jay's not here. He's probably behind a steering wheel. Or is he at work? Uh, no, he's at work today. Does he actually really I think, work? Yeah, I believe he does. Does he? Yeah. Have we not ever sure seen what? Him? Have we ever seen him work? No, we have not. Actually, I have. He's been my Dr. Feelgood. He's dispensed drugs to me oh, a couple okay. of times. So, but uh, anyway. And yeah. we should point out, for those that don't know, Jay is a pharmacist. <laughs> not, not a pusher. Not a pusher. Not, uh, well, he's a legal pusher. Ah. Yeah. So, yes, I got a new iPad. I see that. How do you like that? I like it. Got the, uh, the new iPad Pro 12 whatever inch with the magic keyboard and i have to tell you this is somewhat of a game changer okay i'll have to i'll share it with you afterwards so uh let's jump into some geeks of the week well no first it's summer's dead i mean like it's coming cold tomorrow winter is coming in the name of it in the uh uh words of ned stark from yeah games of thrones we'll so, see how long it lasts are you are you ready for 30 degree temperature tomorrow absolutely you know, as we record this, Mississippi State takes on the faux Bulldogs from the SEC East tomorrow night, and uh, where it's been marginal whether you're going to wear shorts or, or not to a game tomorrow night. I think it's supposed to be in the mid 30s. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. play what six six thirty? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I know it's after the sun goes down, which is quite can be at any yeah. point these days. That's with, right. With uh, daylight savings, are we in are we in Central Time or daylight savings time? Now? We are in Central Time. That's our time zone. Yeah, yeah. No, I we're mean Standard, standard time. time. Are yeah. we? We're, yeah, we're in Standard Time now. So this Central Standard Time is what we hate, yeah. and we like daylight savings. Right, time. and staying in daylight saving time is what is you know being introduced in Congress. I think Senate has approved it, but the House apparently is probably not going to. Of course not. Thank you, House. Thank you, House. Yeah. I mean, would you would you want to be in daylight savings time all year round? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah. 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 It, it, I'd rather have a little bit more daylight at the end of the day as opposed to the beginning yeah. of. It's, so. it's hard driving home after work and uh, it being nighttime already. Yeah. It just feels like you spent your whole day. Which I guess you have. You did. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's kind of the definition of the night. Yeah. All right, let's jump into some geeks of the week. Do you want to go first? Or I've got. Me? I'm gonna. I've got a geek. I'll go first, and then uh, we've got a little. You know, it's a little sad news. Yeah. Yeah. But the interesting news is that Disney has announced uh, that they're going to do a Indiana Jones series following this fifth Indiana Jones movie that's uh, that's being worked on right now, and uh, it will air on Disney Plus. I'm sure. Uh, no real word as to what it is. Is it going to be an animated series? Han, Han Solo. Harrison Ford has said he will not play Indiana Jones again after this movie. And there's a, kind of an unspoken arrangement that no other actor will play Indiana Jones in any of the movies. Now, you know, that until subject, he's dead. Until, well, uh, or until, you know, Disney says, we well, you know we really own this character. We can kind of do whatever we want to do with him. Yeah. Which may not be. So I wonder if it's going to be like an animated series, something, you know, similar to what they've done with Clone Wars, you know, or, or some of those things, which would be kind of nice. Uh, and then you have another voice actor uh, voice in which they could do. Or is it going to take on another character? People have talked, maybe it's the adventures of Short Round and, and Indiana Jones is just there as kind of a, a mentor. 
um, you know, that may not necessarily have to be uh, Harrison Ford. Other actors have played Indiana Jones. River Phoenix played him. Yeah. Uh, and then I cannot remember either of the two actors, although I just looked it up, that played him as young Indiana Jones, both as a, a little boy and a kind of a, a young man. And then there was an old guy that played him, uh, Indiana Jones, as an old man. And then Harrison Who, who's Ford. Who's not Harrison Ford. Yeah, but Harrison Ford did make... Uh, one appearance anyway uh, as as an older Indiana Jones in, in oh, the adventures in, of, in the adventures of, of young, young Indiana, Indiana Jones yeah. yeah which was a good series I watched a little bit of that but uh, anyway just curious to see what that's going to happen well I know the title of it it's, what is it it's the further adventures of Indiana Jones the grab for cash ah yes that would be very <laughs> very very yeah. on point that's right so Disney to you by Whirlpool refrigerators Sorry. and something else yeah. so yeah <laughs> depends probably <laughs> yeah exactly but um, we also would hope to sponsor our show at some point at some point yeah. or insurer or, right. or some other type yeah, of geriatric right. aid there so right. um you know disney just has their hands in a little bit of everything don't yeah they? they do yeah so my geek is somewhat related i'll try to make the transition I, i'm you know i'm trying to until the end of the year i'm trying to get all my geeks to be doctor who related. yeah i wondered if there was i, I detected a theme well so this is really kind of cool so we we talked last week or whenever the last time we recorded and yeah i've slept since then about how disney has it has appeared to do a uh uh, an investment into Doctor Who and then the future streaming rights of Doctor Who for yeah. new content is going to be on Disney Plus worldwide. So um, it's Disney Plus, not HBO Max. That's correct. Okay. Disney Plus. Right. Because that's, that's what we said. Oh my gosh, now they've got everything. Well, and some speculation was that production budgets for a episode of Doctor Who may go from a million, two million pounds to upwards of 10 million pounds wow. an episode. An episode, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which will be kind of crazy. So... It's the power of the mouse. But one of the things I found was pretty interesting is that, um, you know, David Tennant is now playing the 14th Doctor. Right. He's not the 10th Doctor. He's a new incarnation of the Doctor. Um, we won't see new Doctor Who on television until next November to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the show. But that doesn't mean you're not going to see new adventures of David Tennant as the 14th Doctor. Ah. When Russell T. T. Davies took out, well, rebooted the show and was the original showrunner, he's taken back over. He had a really tight, um, uh, he had a really tight relationship with Doctor Who magazine. Doctor Who magazine has been around for 584 issues. Wow. So. The, the BBC has has done this with a lot of their properties through the years. They've done annuals. They've done magazines to kind of uh, give additional content back when it was traditional uh -huh. television and you would have, you know, 20 episodes a season. So the Doctor Who magazine has been around for a long, long time. When, T, when Russell T. Davies came back to the show or brought the show back, he pinned a monthly column. He's doing that again. But in every issue of Doctor Who magazine, there is an auxiliary comic about the Doctor Who's being played by whatever actor. Um, and there's always, there's been other solo uh, comic strips. Well, now the comic in Doctor Who magazine is canon because the first adventure of the 14th Doctor is taking place in the Doctor Who magazine monthly, wow. and it picks up right from the regeneration sequence. So, okay, so that's I, where you'd see the Doctor Who uh, 14th Doctor before he gets on television. That's right. Okay. Which I thought was very, very interesting. So I thought it was worthy of a geek of the week because it's yeah. very, very geeky. But other than Star Wars, which, you know, when, when Lucas bought Star, I mean, when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they kind of reclassified the old extended universe as, as the classic 
universe. No, uh, legend. No, what is it? Star Wars. Is it legends? Uh, legends, I think, is what they call the old. Yeah. So the non-canon the non-canon stuff. Non-canon stuff. They kind of pushed it off to its own yeah. separate little continuum. Uh-huh. Um, my question for you is: Did Star Trek ever incorporate any additional media as canon? And all the storytelling through the years. As canon, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Maybe the animated series. So the animated series would be canon. But, but I'm been- not sure if that's true or not either. But I do know that Robert April did not exist. He was considered, the, he was the first uh, commander of the Enterprise, even before Christopher Pike. And uh, and I think he may be, I think that may be canon. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I thought it was pretty interesting that, that Doctor Who is coming in and is pulling some of the stuff up uh-huh. and, and kind of, you know, the big finish stuff, the yeah. audio dramas are now considered canon for the most yeah. part, but there's been so many novelizations, additional content, yeah. and none of that is necessarily canon, mm-hmm. uh, but there's been a plethora of Star Trek mm-hmm. uh, additional content through the years between comic books and in books and and what have you, yeah. Um, I remember the Next Generation had a few spinoff novels that took place immediately after episodes or as follow ups to Next Generation episodes, and I can't remember any of them right now. Yeah. I own them, I read them, but they were never referenced in the Next Generation, as far as I could. No, and could like, remember. and and same for the original series. Of course, the original series was you know long gone, but by the time these. Uh, the novels and stuff took off. You, you had uh, novelizations of the uh, of the original series. Uh, James Blish did a bunch of those, and then later on, you had uh, Alan Dean Foster who did. I think it was Alan Dean Foster who did uh, novelizations of the animated series. Sure. Uh, and then you started to have some, you know, stories outside of what had been told. But none of those were ever canon. You know, the further adventures of, you know, you had things where the, they, the Lost Years was a series where you could find out what happened on the rest of the five-year mission. And then after the movie came out, you'd start to see things in that timeline. Spock Messiah. Yep. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, the New Voyages. Um, these are some of those before the, the movie came out. Yeah. World Without End, Trek to Mad World, that sort of thing. Right. Then they had the New Voyages which were fan submitted fiction curated and edited and then published okay. out. So you should have put some stuff in the new. I didn't know anything about it. Well, there was no internet. Yeah, there was no internet. Yeah. So okay, awesome. Well, I just thought that was really interesting yeah. that the TV show is cozying mm-hmm. up to the accompaniment magazine. And if you want to get your David Tennant Doctor is Fourteen that fix magazine available worldwide? Is it where is it based out of? It's based out of England. Okay. Uh, you can't. It's very very difficult to get print copies here. I subscribe to it by using uh, what is? Let me see if they're digital. Find. Digital. Yeah, digital? I get a digital okay. copy. Pocket mags. Okay, and I subscribe to it. I have to pay for it through yeah. PayPal to transfer dollars to pounds. Yeah, and uh, you know they're about two hundred mags as far as wow. The, as, as the download, yeah, yeah, it's all four color. Okay, it's a uh, it's a good looking magazine, but okay. uh, that's that's been a lot of fun. Okay. So, cool. but uh, anyway, yeah, that's my my geek uh-huh. of the week. I I may have exhausted my Doctor Who. Oh, well, there's always new. There's always the next week. Who knows what'll happen? Yeah, who knows what'll happen? But as we're recording today, some yeah, really he sad sent us news. something I hadn't heard. Uh, Kevin Conroy, who was the voice of Batman, really the voice of Batman. Period, you could say, but he was the voice of the Batman. In uh, Batman the Animated Series and uh, subsequent uh, Paul Denny and Bruce Timm productions, uh, you know, arguably the definitive Batman, especially for those of us that consider Mask of the Phantasm the definitive Batman movie, even above the live action stuff. Isn't that the truth? Um, 
Anyway, he was 66 years old. Apparently, he'd been ill for a long time. I didn't see what the illness was, but uh, you know, sad to see that that he's gone. He certainly was part of a, a team that put together uh, what for a lot of us, and uh, certainly I'm thinking about you know my kids were of the age where that's was their first and, and probably primary ex- exposure to Batman through the animated series, and then the new adventures of Batman, which brought on Robin and and Batgirl as well, but still Bruce Conroy doing it. Um, now, I know that several other actors have, have played him through the years. You had, you know, those before Olin Sewell played him in Super Friends, and then Adam West went back and voiced him, you know, who had played him in the 60s uh, live-action show. Uh, but I just, it's hard for me to imagine anybody that will ever be as connected uh, to that role as as he was, as Kevin Conroy was. I think for a lot of us, you know, Mark Hamill was the definitive Joker. Not yeah. that there haven't been great other great performances. Uh, and Kevin Conroy was the definitive Batman. And I'll be interested to see what uh, – I'm sure Mark Hamill will have some commentary. He hasn't that I've seen so he far. Did. Oh, he, he did? did. Okay. He good. did. He tweeted out. Let me see if I can find Mark Hamill's comment. Because this, this really just, mm-hmm. just broke. Yeah. Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor yeah. in Smallville – Drop some stuff. Let's see if I and can played the him. Flash in a lot of the uh, that's right the stuff. So he would work with them in Justice Limited, the Justice League uh, material. Yeah, let me go. Let me see if I can find Mark Hamill's. It was a great comment. And I was trying to think. I mean, apparently he had done you know other things. He was an actor. He had been in. I saw Murphy Brown. You know, back he started. He was in his thirties when he started sure. Batman uh, the animated series. And really, I mean, that's about the only thing that I know that he did. Now, one thing that was cool is. When the CW did their crossover event, their last really major crossover event, yeah. he got to play a live-action Batman in that one, uh, kind of the the Kingdom Come version of Batman, which was great. Yeah. It, was, it was just mm-hmm. absolutely great. So it was great to see him, you know, make yeah. make that appearance, make that transition uh, over. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. DC's got some nice words. Um, it, it's I, I saw something from Hamill. I can't find it here. If I'd been better prepared, I would have had it pulled yeah. up. And we um, may we may mention uh, we may talk about this a little bit later too. But you know, you think about uh, in terms of of Batman influences or Batman uh, content creators. We both we lost Neil Adams earlier and uh, this year, and now Kevin Conroy. Two different uh, artists in, in in what they did in terms of. Um, and, uh, the comic book writer and artist that Neil Adams was, uh, and then Kevin Conroy, but both of them, I think, very much responsible for resurgences of Batman. Uh, the the animated yeah. series was just yeah. fabulous. Yeah. You know, it really anchored that Fox afternoon. It did, and it followed the success of mm-hmm. the uh, Tim Burton, uh, Michael Keaton Batman. Danny Elfman does the score. Just, I mean, it, whether you're a fan of Batman or not, if you like animation at all, it was incredibly well-produced animation i go they've got it they uh, on hbo max and i started running through it again watching it and just and this has been several weeks ago uh but just incredible to see how how well done those things were it, it stands up it holds up to your memory you know and, and yeah. a lot of times things don't but you go wow this is really really good and then you know Marvel had their kind of cheesy X-Men stuff. But we love that too. It was not, it, it, it does not hold up as well. No, it does not. Uh It does not. So, all right, we're going to kick it to break. We're going to talk rings of power without Jay here. That's right. Maybe he can talk to us about his rings of power next week. Ah. All right. Right back. And we're back. We're going to take a, a little jaunt to Middle Earth. Rings of Power has wrapped a few weeks ago. We were waiting on Jay to watch it. Yeah. 
Jay bailed out on us watching this one. Boy, he really did. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, anyway, oh, we'll go off on the side. The the last we'll, we'll talk Andor soon. Yeah, the we've last got two epi- episodes left of this first season. Oh my goodness, and it is just really, you know, just I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of people thought deliberately pace slow pacing you know wait too slow or whatever not enough action but i mean the payoff is turning out to be well worth the wait it's very much a slow burn yeah and and a lot of people say the same thing about rings of power yeah you know so but uh, andor we'll be we'll be talking about that sometime in the next in the upcoming weeks hopefully if but, jay shows yeah, up again well, we'll have to do it without him we'll do it without yeah, him right. so what what was your your thoughts about rings of power and i really enjoyed rings of power i do agree it was one of those that seemed to kind of you know kind of slow taking off uh, I thought I thought it was a beautiful looking piece. Absolutely, uh, I heard somebody say they didn't care for the way it looked, and I said, "I really that surprises me because to me the production values of it were great, and just the whole, uh, you know, the composition, the colors, the 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 way they shot certain scenes were just incredible to me. I thought they really really looked good. I know, and I don't know. We've talked about this some. I'm not as familiar as you are with uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's Simmerillion uh, or the indexes or whatever that these things are based on, so didn't have a lot of ownership in what yeah. these who these characters were. So I'm okay with that. I know a lot of fans were not happy with the artistic license that um, Amazon, you know, or, or the producers of this thing took uh, with it. But I thought it all worked pretty well. I thought it worked great. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had the story of Galadriel and uh-huh. uh, going to Numenor. Yeah. Uh, by the way, spoilers if you haven't watched it. You can Jay. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Uh then you had the the whole Middle Earth sequence yeah. with the with the Harfoots which are uh the forebears of the of hobbits, the hobbits, right? yeah. yeah. And then you had um you had the the men folk of our humankind. Yeah. which ends up being Mordor where yeah. they're the Southlands. Southlands, yeah. And uh, all kinds of, you know, kind of weaves together so what did you think uh well there you know there were two two twists in this so you had a mysterious stranger show up you know kind of a uh man who fell to earth sort of yeah sort of feel literally fell to earth apparently he lands like a meteor in a and so is that what happened i mean is that uh, not no no he he just kind of shows up he's part of the so if i remember correctly he uh Gandalf, because we think he's Gandalf, uh, he's an Ishtari, which is Samaran, Radagast, uh, Gandalf, the wizards. There were five wizards. They were all Ishtari. Those were created beings on the level of Sauron. Sauron was the uh, chief lieutenant for uh, what's-his-face, who was the big bad. Saruman. No, No, I'm sorry. No, who was the uh, Morgoth? Morgoth. Okay. Morgoth. Sorry, throwing a lot of stuff at you. I know. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to be Jay today. Yeah, you're going to be well, Jay. My eyes are glazing over. Yeah. Well, let me look at my phone and food <laughs> stuff. Um, so, no, that's not the way Gandalf yeah. arrives in the similar, you know, or referred to in, in uh-huh. the Tolkien works. It doesn't really matter. You have this guy who you think is Gandalf. Then the next last, ep- the next to last episode, they said, "Oh, you're Sauron," uh, mm-hmm. because we've talked about Sauron being the lieutenant that's left over after the the last battle, uh-huh. and nobody knows who saw where Sauron is. And then you had the the twist that the guy who landed, who we thought was Gandalf, is probably Gandalf, yeah. but he's not Sauron. And then uh-huh. you had the the man who was kind of the king of the Southlands, the heir to the throne of the Southlands, ends up being Sauron. Yeah. So uh, now 
Is that character in the 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 guy that was the king of the Southlands? Was he there? Was he part of the original book? No, no. Okay. So, um, in is he amalgamation of characters? Yeah, sort okay. of, kind of. There was a character. So, Sauron was ended ended up um, being captured, going to Numenor, if I remember uh-huh. correctly. Becomes an advisor to the king because he's kind of he's kind of glib tongue and worked yeah. his way up in Numenor, and then um, he can change form yeah. at this time. And uh, he ends up with the elves and helps uh, Celeborn, Celeborn, whatever his name yeah. is, make the ring. So that okay. part is true. But the name Halbrand is not used. Yeah. There's another name. And so. the order of ring making is changed for the uh, the series as opposed to because the, the elves didn't get theirs first. Or I don't know. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks up in arms of the changes that are made. But this happens, you know, all the time with every yeah. every work. Um, but I really, one thing that to me, I liked the, um, like the elves and the dwarves relationships. You yeah. Know, we saw a friendship there and, and I can't remember the names. Gwen. Yeah. Anyway, he was, he no, was during, during the fourth, I'm sorry. Yeah. He was mad because his elf friend who was Elrod, Elrod. Half oh, elf yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He goes on to be, uh, yeah. Red he's, Skull later. <laughs> he's a Lord of Rivendell. Yeah, that's and right. Guy Fawkes, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, v for And Vendetta. Mr. Smith from, uh, anyway. Mr. Uh, Anderson. That's right. Um, Matrix, anyway, by the way, Jay. There was, uh, there was an, a neat part of that where Durin is mad at Elrond because he has been around in 20-something years. Missed his wedding. Missed the birth of my children. Yeah. And yeah. Elrond's like, you know, has it been that long? I mean, because of the life span of the elves you know it, it didn't seem like that long to him and so it was i, I thought those, those were nice little touches that that uh, kind of made you realize okay even though they may look kind of similar except for size differences there's a whole lot more that's been yeah. thought out there's a whole lot more of this world so how does something with this type of lifespan relate to the world versus one that has more like a human type lifespan, sure. you know, so that, I thought that was, those are neat touches and things that those are questions that I hadn't really seen asked before in some of the other movies. Well, and this is the first time we see the true dwarven kingdom glory. Yeah, right. It's not all gone or, you know, ruins like it was in the, in the later stories that so, we saw. So in the Hobbit, you know, the, the, the dwarves are somewhat nomadic. They've yeah. got, uh, I think the iron Hills out East or whatnot, uh-huh. but they were not, Moria there in in the uh, Misty Mountains was kind of the centerpiece yeah. of their kingdom. You know, that's referred to in The Hobbit. Then you go through the mines of Moria and Fellowship of the Ring as they're cutting through and Gandalf mm-hmm. ends up falling to the Balrog. And so, but it's all, you could see what was once splendor. Yeah. Um, so this was really cool to see the dwarves at the height of their power. Yeah. Um, so that I really enjoyed. And you saw dwarf culture you saw the women you saw the interactions it was it was a lot of fun yeah because we had not seen a dwarf a dwarf uh female at that point yeah so that was interesting and then those characterizations were great too i thought that was just a lot of fun duran's wife she was uh she was great uh she was great she really was um you know and there's a little bit of retconning there because when duran the third pushes in the the leaf or something down into the the shaft where they're they're mining mithril you know, it falls all the way down and it wakes a Balrog, which, you okay. know, supposedly in, in, in the original mythology of, of, of Moria, 
it's the dwarves mining, actively mining for mithril deep, deep, deep in the in the in the ground that wakes up the Balrog and wipes out the whole kingdom. Oh, okay. So anyway, a little bit of retcon okay. there, but that was kind of fun. So eight episodes, is that what it was? Uh, ten. Ten. Okay. Ten. Um, and, and season two has been greenlit. Yeah. So, but it'll be a while before it comes out, I'm sure. Well, and now you get to the War of the Rings of Power. You okay. know, this was like a big prologue to get all the act, get all the characters yeah. in place. Um, is there a, you know, like a game plan for how many seasons they're going to do in total, or are they just going to keep no going idea. as long as they're successful? Because it's an expensive series oh, to make, man, right? It I mean, is. isn't one of the like record breaking kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was what was yeah. it? 10, 12 million episodes. Yeah, it's something, something crazy. Just crazy. Yeah. Um, what do you think about how the the genesis of 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 Mordor with the 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 volcano exploding and kind of destroying that whole Southland area. Yeah, that was unexpected. I mean, it was like all of a sudden that, you know, you, you think everything's kind of taken a, a pretty good turn for folks, and then and that happens. And we lost some people in that that we didn't expect yeah. to lose, or at least that we seem they seem to have been lost at this point. Yeah. But, uh, the, right, and then we had, you know, that's, uh, the, the, uh, there were some definite repercussions from that that I thought were interesting. But yeah, all of a sudden you've got this volcanic, volcanic, land now that looks a lot like what we saw you know in mordor i was waiting for you know tom hanks you know joe versus the volcano <laughs> yeah, to go yeah. oh. uh that's yeah. in the deleted scenes that's in the deleted yeah. scenes that's right well i you know i that was interesting but i mean mm-hmm. basically you made mordor in two days you know yeah that did seem a little quick yeah and that was there if if i have any complaints about it it seems like there's not a consistency uh some things you know, they really stretched out and kind of gave some time, some time, and I would say probably in some cases too much time. Yeah. And then it was like they got to the end and they kind of said, "Okay, we got to we got to wrap this up." And so I think the, uh, you know, finding out who Gandalf was or who we who we think he is at this point, kind of happened, you know, hurriedly. I mean, it, it yeah. was taking forever, and then all of a sudden at the last a little bit of it it's like okay this is who this is yeah and then same with Mordor it's almost like they thought they had three or four more episodes you know <laughs> and then they just oh we got we've got to get to this point to, to finish the season out Bezos calls up and says hey we're hey, running we're, over on Blue Origin yeah that's yeah. right that's right we need a couple million so yeah, we can get I Shatner to rock it up yeah that's yeah. right so, but um, well, either give Shatner a cameo or put him on a rocket. What we're we gonna do? We'll put him on the rocket. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't need him here. <laughs> we don't need Shatner yeah. in there. Uh, not unlike uh, Tom Baker doing yeah. a cameo as a as an elf in the Dungeons and Dragons movie oh, fifteen years yeah, ago. That's right. The largest elf known to mankind. That's right. So, but uh, um, who was your favorite character? You know, I I really like the um, I really like the characterization of Elrond. Uh huh. You know, he was good. You know. Um, Oh, who played him in the in the Peter Jackson? That's what we were we're trying to come up with. Oh. Red Skull. Uh, uh, I can see him right good now. Good grief! Um, you know, as soon as I look it up, if I only had a device, right? Uh, Hugh Hugo Weaving. Hugh Hugo Weaving. Weaving. Hugh Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Okay. Hugo Weaving. <laughs> no, I shot to go weaving. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked his characterization in the the Jackson trilogy, yeah. But he was also incredibly serious, yeah. You know, I love the um, um, fresh, youthful mm-hmm. approach to Elrod. Um, Gladriel was kind of a, a they kind of made her character up a little bit as far That's as her. What, backstory. That was one of the main complaints I heard yeah. was that she was not a warrior 
Yeah. Uh, or, you know, wasn't. And so we're seeing this side of her. Again, you know, they could they can turn that where this is going to have her become what she becomes when we get to the well, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits. And there's nothing that has happened in the Amazon series that precludes the yeah. uh, the the Jackson series. Yeah. But apparently the um, Tolkien estate hated the Peter Jackson. Yeah, that's what I heard too, which was kind of... Well, I can, um, I can kind of understand. I mean, yeah. some of the characterizations were a little off, you know, like Aragorn, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't care for the yeah, way... I need Ar- to read those again. I haven't read them in, in a long time. Yeah. And um, I, know there's, I know there's a lot of stuff that's left out and probably what they emphasized... Uh, was you know action over a lot of the the things that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. So some of the some of the messages that he had in there may not have been as apparent in the movies. But I like the movies a lot. I still yeah. I really really like them. Well, you know the the big allegory of Lord of the Rings was the um, the industrialization. Yeah, and how that mm-hmm. can lead to um, uh, environmental decay right. and the loss of humanity in your soul. Because mm-hmm. um, you know Tolkien wrote those in the forties, fifties. It came yeah. out of World War Two. You know the what the the aftermath of World War One, that how Europe completely changed, running into the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. and so he was warning against the the um, over reliance on technology yeah. and, and loss of the human soul. Right. So, but now you talk about cash grab. I do think the Hobbit series was definitely a cash <sighs> grab, and the idea of stretching that you know wonderfully told small book into three bloated movies was a you know it could have been one great three-hour movie it really could have been yeah so and uh so i think that was that was definitely stretching it too far yeah. uh, all right what's okay so do you have any idea what's coming up in second season are they going to do any time jumps or i have no idea yeah. okay i have no idea i i know i've seen it renewed um but I have no idea where, yeah. where they're going with it. Okay. So, uh, you know, you've got you've got the characters of Isildur who was you know stowing away. Mm-hmm. Isildur ends up um, killing Sauron in yeah. the uh, last the War of the Last Alliance of Men and Elves, and uh, you know he's the one who slices the ring off Sauron's finger and it kills him. Yeah. And uh, then he takes the the ring and tries to do bad things with it, yeah. and the ring becomes known as Isildur's bane. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, you've, you've, I, I would think Isildur will become a main character going forward. Right. So, so and, do we recommend this for folks? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so we recommended it to Jay. <laughs> yeah, we did. We yeah. did. It's, it's dense. It's very it dense. Is. Yeah. And, and, uh, the Amazon prime x-ray feature, which you can get I on the, to do that. It, yeah. It's great because they'll have the little side notes about this was, um, yeah. uh, this comes from this part of the book. This comes from this part of the book, you know, and yeah. you know, the difference of elves, you know, you've got the wood elves and you've got the other elves and I probably need to watch that. So again with that, um, with that feature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Like I said, for me, the, the, the highlight was seeing the, um, seeing dwarven, the dwarven kingdom in all its glory. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was great to see the, 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 the West with, with um with the elves that was kind of cool mm. um but the stuff with men in the southlands that was yeah. kind of yeah eh, i could have probably done without that yeah. well, that's so. when i was talking about the consistency consistency thing too it seemed like sometimes it took them forever to get to a place and then the next time it's just like okay we go back right back and it seems like they're just next door you know and it's like okay well there's not a not a real consistency in how long the journey takes yeah yeah so 
But I thought it was good. Like I said, I'll, I'll definitely look forward to the second season and, um, you know, may go back and watch some of it again, especially with the x-ray feature back home. Yeah. Yeah. Did you fall asleep during? Oh movie? yeah, I did. I know I did. <laughs> now I, that's kind of a running thing with me with uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. I mean, I can put on as much as I love them, the original movies, and I just, I can't help myself. I find myself dozing off. So I had to go, I did doze off, especially the first episode, it seems like. And yeah. so I had to go back and, and uh, rewatch that. Yeah. Fun, fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it this time. Hopefully we'll hear the dulcet to- tones of Jay Reed, Jay Reed next week. And uh, I don't know what we're going to talk next week. We'll, we'll make it up as we go along. We'll see you guys next time.